All right. So, well, so Eric, I am so excited to have you here on our podcast. And um, I, I'm just going to do a little intro because you're going to tell us all about what you do because I, I can't even remember all the things that you do, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but first of all, you're a doctor of physical therapy. And yes, your practice is called True Motion Therapy, and it's in uh, Eatontown, New Jersey right now. So, and I've had the pleasure of working with you directly, and we have very similar mindset around health and wellness, which is why we wanted to have you on. And you do fabulous work for my whole family. So it's been fabulous to, have, to know you and to know your work. Well, thank you. It's been mutual. Your family's fantastic. Love them all. I just told you a couple of days ago how fun they are. Yeah. <laughs> so Eric, what actually got you onto this path, your origin story? How did you move to this direction? Uh, so I guess we'll start with the whole, like how I got to my own practice and then into more of this like wellness, and optimizing health kind of um, ideology. So I've been in clinical practice about 13 years. And during that time found that healthcare was really shifting, being patient centered and patient focused into this more rushed and expedited process. And with, with that issue we were finding, we were trying to identify why, why is that happening? And it kind of turned out healthcare was becoming much more of a business focus than it was about patients. And ah. you see private practices being bought out, I'm sure you guys say this all the time, by big conglomerate corporations. And now instead of being a patient, it's about covering the C-suite and some of these are publicly traded companies that have shareholders. And now there's a bigger responsibility for the business to take care of other assets outside of just patients. So after a few years of bouncing around, you know, clinical staff work into some management, uh, I decided I was really done trying to solve a problem that I couldn't solve working for someone else. So right in the middle of the pandemic, uh, I made the, the wise decision to just break out on my own and start my own practice and focus more on patient-centered care and being privately owned by a physical therapist. I'm able to focus more on just what I want to do for patients and keeping them as like the target for what we want to emphasize instead of just the business and, you know, um, growth mindset and other aspects that can take away from healthcare. In that journey, uh, I really found that wellness and optimizing health was something missing from a lot of these little branches in healthcare, right? We've become so focused on specialization that you go to see a provider and they have this tiny window of how they can help you. And if you don't fit in that little window, they refer you to someone else who has another window that you might, you know, fit into there. And it just ends up being a very compartmentalized system that doesn't really look at the bigger picture. So we were finding that with patients that are sick or have chronic conditions or diseases, there's usually some underlying problems that can be systemic and whole body and not just my knees and my neck and my shoulders and my feet hurt. Maybe it's not those little things in isolation. Maybe it's more of a bigger whole body picture. So we started exploring more and looking at things like functional nutrition and inflammation in your body and certain diseases and conditions that pop up that we treat regularly that aren't always that effective. And these patients get kind of lost in this, this shuffle of bouncing around and seeking out treatments and uh, kind of just 
falling into this this hole in this pit where they, they can't find someone to really look bigger pictures. So Debbie, when we started working together, we talked a lot about this and how it's it's not always just I hurt here or here or somewhere else in my body, but there's much more to the person than pain or a joint or a muscle or a tendon. And if you don't look at that bigger picture, you really don't see what you're supposed to be looking at. Um, and, and looking deeper and more holistic has really been a, a greater way of helping more patients and getting greater outreach community-wise to other providers, um, the right people, and not just looking at you know surgeons and pills and things that are the mainstays, which have an important place, but um, looking more into the bigger picture of what I think healthcare should be currently. Yeah, I have this image of, you know, having a link underneath uh, a, a leak underneath your kitchen sink and throwing a bucket under there to catch the water instead of, you know, and just keep tossing out the bucket, you know, when it gets full instead of trying to figure out where where the leak is, like where where the original original pieces. And I love that yeah, the reactive health care right? yeah. instead of proactive health care. Right? Exactly. Absolutely. And I'm just so glad that you took the leap out of the the culture that you were in. It's very brave, and the world needs, you know, practitioners like you to meet them where they are and have a needed knee. And that sounds like, you know, from what Debbie has shared with me, this is really your approach. And that really that paradigm shift is going to change lives and that's what we're you know collectively trying to do is is help people live the rich optimized love i optimized life i love that you use that word uh, i don't know if you know brian johnson do you know brian johnson he, he i don't know it's called optimize all right out offline we'll we'll talk about that <laughs> anyway yeah so so starting in the pandemic <laughs> <laughs> you survived. You survived. The, the right time to start a business. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. But I think because of the model that you have, and of course the personalities in your office, it worked. And you're 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 doing okay. You're doing okay. And you've got you know every time I was there, you have you have people. It seems like it's running. It's running well, and everybody seems to be smiling. So. It's working out, I think. <laughs> yeah, I have such a good team here. Like, I'm so blessed that, A, we could weather some of the storm knowing. I mean, I knew what I was doing in the pandemic, and we knew healthcare would have to come back eventually. So yeah. if I could just get started and then hope to weather the storm, it would it would go well, and it did. I got very lucky that way. Um, but my team here, from my front desk to my other clinicians to my rehab techs, like, there's such a culture that they have brought to the practice that I've tried to instill that I think makes it such a fun place to be. And it's, it's energized and it's, you know, I always, I always reference like going to the DMV, like no one ever walks into the DMV, like they're going to be happy. Um, right. You're always like, oh, got to do this thing and wait in line and talk to yeah. miserable people. Healthcare, especially physical therapy can be tough because everybody's in pain. Being in pain is not fun. Um, but I think the environment needs to be conducive to healing and wellness. And, you know, people become friends in the clinic, patients become friends in the office. And it's nice to see some camaraderie and people like on this journey together. together. You're really uh, touching on and uh, 
making sure that our fifth foundation of health, which is connection, is really flourishing in the office. And that <laughs> that is part of the healing process for patients, right? Is to right. walk into right. a place where there's um, you know, not only care but but some happiness and joy and connection. That's great. So Debbie has shared a little bit about your practice being like no other practice because you've got some other tools and some other offerings that you share that are different from other traditional practitioners. Can you share that with the audience so that they can uh, get a little bit better understanding on why you're different? Absolutely. So the the biggest one we have, the, the, the toy, the shiny toy in the corner, um, is called the Newbie, which is a neurobioelectrical stimulator. And I, for 11 years of my clinical practice did not like modalities, things like hot packs and traditional electrical stimulation and like very passive things. I'm more active focused and exercise and stretching and hands-on treatment. And this newbie is a form of direct current electrical stimulation. That's the only device on the market that uses direct current. So I'll keep it as like, like simple and lay as possible, but your body runs on direct current. It's how your nervous system runs. It's a type of unidirectional flow of energy where a signal goes from somewhere and it ends somewhere else. Um, when you look at what electricity does in electrical stimulation, historically, it's been alternating current with those TENS units and the pads that go on your body and you put it where it hurts and you lie on the table or on your couch and you turn it on and it's soothing and it feels good and then you turn it off and your pain comes back. With direct current, which historically hasn't been able to be applied with pads because it would burn your skin. It's a very like aggressive form of electricity. But with the newbie, they developed this waveform that can carry this direct current signal and be very soothing on the skin. So it opened up all these doors to applying a better type of current onto our body that can allow for healing and muscle activation and uh, restoring motor patterns and restoring reflexes that that are that are not functioning well, and we found that in using this device to the nervous system, instead of just saying, "Well, let's exercise and stretch, and maybe we'll adjust or crack your neck or stretch your hamstrings," now we can use this device to to map around the body instead of just put the pads where the pain is. We can map around the body, find the areas where the nerves are are sensitive or are reactive and put pads on them to help calm them down while the patient does active things like exercise. So it's it's using the same pads as normal stim, but it's entirely different in how the application works and what the actual current does to their body. I you're speaking my language with instead of being passive being active so often when we're in pain our knee-jerk reaction and our our body says slow down and stop and so and 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 there's room for that i'm not saying that it always needs to be active but given half the chance our body wants to move it wants to go forward and it sound it, I, i'm loving this um approach it's, it's funny you say that because you're 100% right. There's a time and a place for rest and allowing things to calm down, let the dust settle. Um, but the reality, too, is that parts of your nervous system are only focused on survival, and they want to make sure you don't get hurt. So 
you don't get eaten by a bear tomorrow because you can't run, right? Um, they don't, that part of your brain doesn't really know when to turn off that, that inhibition. And oftentimes it's part of how chronic pain works is that you're in this protective mode for way too long. Your, your brain doesn't allow you to get out of that protective mode and then work again on recovery and performance. It's only focused on kind of that fear and anxiety of, well, what if I get hurt again? Or what if I get hurt worse? What is that going to mean for tomorrow, next week, and next year? So this, this device can help kind of tap into that sensitivity and then dampen it, lessen it, and allow you to start moving normally and, and, and functioning normally again while reducing the pain levels like normal stim could do when it's on you as well. So is this, is this, and I know you can't predict because everyone is different and every, you know, every case has, is unique, but are you finding that it gets people to recovery easier, quicker? Like what's the result of, of Yeah, uh, what you just said, you know, it's, it's not, not a cure-all, right? The second someone tells you this thing's gonna fix everything, um, you should run because they're selling you something. But right. for, for most patients, uh, it can it can help calm down symptoms. So if you have like sciatic pain, it can help reduce that sciatic pain by telling that nerve to just relax a little bit. Um, then the, the process after is engaging parts of your body that are inhibited. So you put out that fire and then you work on rebuilding the house. And by using the machine to help activate certain muscles that are inhibited, you can you can wake up areas that aren't working well to jumpstart them into more active recovery. So we'll use the device in pretty much all phases of an injury to help calm down an acute thing or help kind of wake up and stimulate a chronic thing. Um, it just depends on where they are and at what point of recovery we're dealing with. But uh, yeah, the, the idea is to accelerate and make it more efficient, make it more complete than just saying, well, you know, 75% is good enough. Insurance says you're done. We're going to move on. Can't treat you. Yeah, nobody likes that. Oh, <laughs> insurance. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> yeah. And I know that from my own experience that the newbie also that you do it once something called a reset, um, right. which so let's talk about that because that's something I think most people really could use. <laughs> awesome. So this is it could be a longer topic. And I'm not going to try not to be too long with it. I talk a lot. Um, Wendy, you're learning that now, and Debbie, you know that already. <laughs> but um, a master reset is is using direct current stimulation to stimulate a nerve called the vagus nerve. And it's, it's in your brain. It's a cranial nerve. And if you've looked into anything with uh, nervous system health and, and sympathetic dominance and fight or flight versus rest and digest, which is a big, big topic in, in neurology, the vagus nerve is what regulates your stress levels, your nervous system stress levels. So we can run patients on a, on a device that measures heart rate variability, which is a metric of nervous system health and stress. Um, you could almost call it like a wellness check. Um, the nervous system ties into everything from your gut health and your microbiome to your immune system to parts of your your cardiovascular and cardiopulmonary system. Um, it is kind of the gatekeeper for a lot of the, the functions in your body. So we can tap in and measure on an EKG where you stand with wellness. And in, in patients or clients that are having issues with uh, maybe like chronic disease or chronic illness or 
they're training for marathon or event, or they're getting ready for a season of a sport and they're not recovering well, we can pick up on that, on the, on this, this, this measured device, uh, and then treat it with the newbie on that master reset. So we place pads on the base of your neck where that, that nerve becomes kind of accessible and two pads on the bottom of your feet where there's, there's still that nerve has branches all running through down your toes. And we run this signal throughout your body that will stimulate that nerve. When you stimulate the nerve, it brings you from this ramped up sympathetic dominant, which is that fight or flight state. Where we're not really healthy. We're not recovering. We're high stress. We're high strung. And it, and it kind of forces you down into this parasympathetic state, which is more recovery focused. And that's that rest and digest. So um, we then can teach patients how to do that at home with breathing techniques and mindfulness and things like yoga, um, just cold showers. I mean, you, you can take this and expand it pretty, pretty far out to how to work on that wellness side. Uh, but Debbie, I think you found you would sleep better, I think, yeah. that night, right? You would be more restful and have deeper sleep, which is a metric of, of autonomic nervous system function. So if you're not at a point of being restful neurologically, you're not going to rest well at night. Um, and we can work on more active recovery that way uh, for patients and clients. Yeah, absolutely. I notice I do. I track my sleep on a um, on an app, and it tells me how much deep sleep I get. And my deep sleep numbers during that period of time that I was seeing you were definitely a lot higher. And since then, have gone down because I haven't been to you um, because I recovered from whatever I was going to for. And and I'm like, hmm, I could use a master reset again. I think. <laughs> you know, there there was a point people would come in and they would just come in for a reset because they had like serious sleep problems. Yeah. And they would find that it was not not curing their sleep issues, oh, no, but they no. would get a really good night's sleep after doing a reset. Yeah. Um, let's see, yeah, in 15 minutes, you'd be in and out of the Yeah. So it's about a 15 minute yep. process. Yeah. 10 and 20 minutes, you know, depending on time, 15 minutes seems like a sweet spot to get enough of that stimulation to be effective. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. It's a great tool. I love too that you also talked about sending your patients home with ideas that they could do at home in their comfort of their own home on a regular basis, wherever they are, you know, on a bus, on a train, automobile, they can do some breathing and some meditation and some mindfulness to also help bring themselves to that state. Right, right. And we also get into, um, you know, that, that whole nutritional side, which I know you guys are all over that. And you know, the, the detrimental impact of eating processed food. And, you know, we talk, often with patients about, you know, when they leave therapy and they go to McDonald's across the street, it's like, it's like going for a run and then smoking a pack of cigarettes. Like right. it just negated the whole benefit. Right. And you, you can, you can, you can actively with data measure someone on these, these HRV devices. Like Debbie, you have a wearable device. You could use an Apple watch, you can have these, you know, bio straps or whatever that, that measure heart rate variability. And you can see an acute drop in your numbers after eating a processed uh, meal. And, you know, even things like we got to clean up the diet, we got to talk about getting in the whole foods and more, you know, organic or healthier or unprocessed. And, and just from that alone, which is a very easy thing to do on paper, like it doesn't take any active time out of your day. 
you can improve your, your numbers, you'll sleep better, you recover better, deeper sleep. And it just kind of comes full circle with that whole wellness and holistic approach. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yep. And I mean, that the idea of you probably battle with this, this idea that people come to you because you're a physical therapist, people come to you injured or because they're hurting in somewhere. And often the mindset is we go to this practice to get this done and we go to this practice to get this done and we go to this practice and this done, which why I was so attracted to your practice is because of that holistic approach where you, yeah, you're going to do physical therapy with them, but you can't just do one. Th you can't just do that one thing. It's not just about, okay, exercising that leg or, or whatever it is. It's like, it, it, it's so much bigger. And that mm -hmm. conversation isn't had in so many places. And it's so important that all of us who are working in this wellness field, mm -hmm. keep reminding people, it's not just this one thing. It's not just this one thing. It has to be everything together. Um, and I can help you in this area, but you can't ignore all of this other stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, we really do. We, we, we talk about this often in our groups and with our one-on-one -on -one clients is the, our, our society is really set up that we're, we're sold quick fixes so often that we believe if we just do this thing or that thing will be okay. And the truth is that staying well, being well for the long term is, is an effort that is so worth it. It is so <laughs> worth doing a U-turn and not doing McDonald's or <laughs> what, whatever the thing might be. And um, so switching gears a little bit, what, what is your typical do you have a certain client that you work with often i mean i i know you work with athletes outside of athletes talk to us a little bit more about your practice we're such a like a general type of practice in terms of our of our demographics which i love because I, i've been in very sport focused and i've been in very let's just say medicare heavy focused and <laughs> i like both groups very much I don't like doing only those things all day. I like to bounce around and explore and expand. Um, so we have such a mix and, and you come at different times and see different types of people. We have like the after school rush with a bunch of like high school and college kids coming in. And then you have the Mahjong group in the morning that comes in. <laughs> and, um, and it's great because it, it really adds a lot of variety to the day. And, and we built this practice around kind of ubiquitously helping people where we have basics for, you know, patients that have fall risks and have uh, neurodegenerative conditions like Parkinson's and multiple sclerosis, all the way to a, a full gym where I have a personal trainer and I have a yoga instructor that use that space to help progress people that are no longer needing physical therapy, or we can use it obviously as, as clinicians um, with, you know, weights and more functional equipment and more functional space. And it, it's kind of this like, generalized approach under the same umbrella though, right? We treat everyone the same way with how we go about the examination process and the data points we look at, if we're gonna be measuring certain metrics in their body, how we use the newbie, um, we can get into dry needling, which is another service we right. used recently. And it's, it's really just catered to wellness and optimizing health. So, the areas that we've really gotten into, we, we do a fair amount of like sports performance and that, that could be 
anything from soccer players and all the traditional sports, football and basketball, all the way to golf. I'm big into golf and I love working with golfers. Um, we get some obscure sports like paddling and rowing and you know, pickleball has become really big. So that's kind of fun to work with some of that group. Um, but we also do a lot with, with the newbie, especially with multiple sclerosis. Um, that's been a really big push in research and with that, with that group and how the machine can help them with not recovering from a condition that's, that you really can't fix, but trying to maximize what they have available using technology instead of just, you know, drugs and traditional physical, you know, physical therapy. Um, so it's been a fun group to, to expand and work more with. Excellent. All right. You just, uh, dangled a little carrot of a question mark about dry needling. Now, Debbie has told me all about it, but <laughs> we've got to have you describe that um, at high level as you can to let people know what dry needling is because it was certainly new to me when Debbie told right. me about it. Yeah. yeah because it, I'm, I, I suffer with, I don't play tennis, but I've got, I've got two tennis elbows and she talked me about, I'm like, I got to go see this guy because <laughs> I do a lot of gardening and it happened while gardening. Uh, right. Who right. knew gardening was a uh, <laughs> contact wood. Was a contact wood or whatever. But uh, anyway, tell us about dry needling. Of course, of course. Uh, I see way more non tennis players with tennis elbow than I do tennis players with tennis elbow. So you are, um, you're not in the minority at all. Um, so uh, dry, dry needling is, is a really, really fun, unique kind of novel approach in physical therapy, especially that's actually been around a long time. Uh, we, we, we had it back uh, 15 years ago in New Jersey, and we, we were practicing dry needling for about 10 years. And we had this big legislative thing with, you know, acupuncture didn't really want us to do it. Um, not many therapists were certified and were performing dry needling, so we didn't fight and lobby very well for it. We have recently, in the past year and a half, gotten back. Um, so, you know, we went through this whole process of getting recertified and it's been such a blessing to have it back as part of our clinical practice. The, the whole premise behind it is you're using these little tiny needles. They're very similar to acupuncture needles. They're, they're not big, you know, fat flu shot needles or some like crazy injection. Um, they're bendable. They're, they're hollow monofilament needles um, and, and dry, meaning there's no medication going into the body. So. Uh, the benefit of using a needle like that is that you can go right into the tissue that's upset. So for you, it would be, you know, your, your tennis elbow, your outside of your elbow. Um, more often than not, with a condition like that, there's an issue with a lack of blood flow to the area, to the tendons, really, that become overworked and overused. So no, gardening is not a contact sport, but gardening is pretty stressful for certain parts of your body. And it's, it's big on knees and shoulders and your back and your elbows and your hands. So you're, you're digging, you're scraping, you're pulling, you're pruning. All that overuse starts to wear down your tendon, which doesn't heal very well on its own. And at a certain point, it could be months or years of this like very subtle abuse. You start to develop pain and you think, oh, what did I just do? And the answer was probably nothing, but you've been doing this for a long time. So with dry needling, we're able to isolate where there's tendon, you know, irritation or breakdown or lack of blood flow and no healing and use the needle to help stimulate more blood flow and circulation, help normalize inflammatory conditions by using your body's own healing properties. 
Um, it's not that you don't have enough needles in your body and that's why you're not healing, but the needles can help stimulate that healing response again, that has been pretty stagnant. So we can use this around nerves. So sciatic pain is a big one that we treat and you can help reduce inflammation around the sciatic nerve based on when you place the needles. Um, you can use it for tendons, like we mentioned, tennis elbow, um, plantar fasciitis is another big one, people's feet. And it's just a tool that helps us get into an area and in an approach that we can't traditionally do, right? We don't use scalpels and cut people open and get inside anything, but with a needle, you, you kind of can, and you can work on healing to then accent what physical therapy traditionally does. So I have another quick question. This is very, per this is a person, I'm getting a, a consult here on this, <laughs> on this podcast, but I, I walk every day and sometimes twice a day. I walk again at night, I walk in the morning and at night and I started using a backpack, backpack just to, you know, I'm rocking just to get stronger. And I don't know if it's the backpack, the elbows or what, but my hands have started to tingle a little bit. It might be a combination of all those things. And it's kind of freaking me, freaking me out, you know, because my hands are starting to be like, am I going numb? Like what? Anyway, so just throwing it out there. <laughs> I think dry needling can help. Maybe some dry needling can help with that. I mean, it, it would be, it would be probably like a, like a multi faceted approach right i'm sure with, with we talked about the newbie the newbie would be like chomping at the bit to go after that one dry needling is certainly beneficial for certain uh, parts so it's not um, just one thing <laughs> yeah again it's holistic right it's everything right all together hey, um so my first question would be well how heavy is this rucksack uh i've got 20 pounds in the bag <laughs> okay and your your stature is not pretty. pretty no, she weighs pretty, about what a hundred pounds at the most. <laughs> All right, so so the, the the kind of the percentage, the ratio of your body weight to this rucksack is it's not stellar, right? It's, it's pretty heavy for you. Um, yes, there's a chance that 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 backpack could be putting a lot of stress on your neck, putting stress on your shoulders, which then can stress your nerves and can give you this like maybe call like a carpal tunnel kind of feeling where your fingers are going numb and. Um, yeah. It could be related to that as a, as a component. It could be definitely related to overuse in your hands and your arms. So we're in like prime gardening season right now with all this yep. like kind of cool weather and rain and all that overuse can cause inflammation and stress on parts of your elbows and shoulders and wrists where nerves are traveling through, which can cause you to have some tingling. Um, that's on the table as well. But it's it's kind of a big factor looking at well, what have you changed recently that may have been involved around symptoms occurring and identifying are there things and patterns and behaviors that may be contributing to it mechanically? And then, of course, then you get into like other stuff like this nutrition a problem, which I know for you is not. Um, <laughs> no, but, but there could be other factors too. I think you just nailed something. Actually, it happened pretty soon after I was actually, I'm expanding my garden, I'm ripping out grass, and that I was like, taking the shovel, you know, turning grass, taking the shovel, turning grass. And it was, that was a lot of pounding on, on my hands, elbows and shoulders. And so I think you just nailed where it came from. <laughs> right. Now the solution, right? These are, so, well, now what do I do about it? Right. So maybe take the rucksack off for a week or two. What? And, <laughs> it's oh. terrible. <laughs> 
you have to, you know, there's a lot of conversation about kids and heavy backpacks and what yeah. it does to your neck and your back and mechanics and posture. Um, rucksacks, I think, are great for, for certain activities and a very, very limited basis, but too much stress on your body in a way that could be, especially for someone who's thinner um, and that doesn't have a lot of body weight to support that extra stress can, can you know, stir some things up sometimes. So maybe remove a stimulus that may have been provocative and see if it helps improve your symptoms over like a week or two. See what happens. All right. I think I'm going to have to come chat with you a little bit more about that one. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. So, so I did the dry needling for my tent, for my tennis elbow, which had been bothering me for more than a year, by the way. And it was, it wasn't constant, but it was, it was, I mean, there was always something, it was always something there. Some days were worse than others. And I'd been going to you for another issue, but we, I said, mentioned my elbow and you said, well, let's do some dry needling on that. I think I went four times for my elbow. And I have not had at all any pain since that last <laughs> session. And I'm saying while we were doing it for the, the few weeks that we were doing it, I was still experiencing some stuff. Um, and then I forgot about it after I stopped seeing you, I forgot about it. And it wasn't until a few weeks ago that I saw a friend who's now, I think, going to you who also had tennis elbow. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have not had it. It's gone. And it had been more than a year before that, that it had been going right. on. So. Right. Um, for me, it really completely eliminated my elbow pain. And it's so it's it's wonderful. And I I love that idea of our bodies healing ourselves. It's just 100%. it's like you're just giving our body a little bit of help to say, okay, now you can do it. It's sort of that little the training wheels with the kids, you know, it's like taking them off the training wheels and giving them a little push and then they can go on their own. Mm -hmm. um, but it's I love that because what you're doing is you're, you're you're causing a little lesion like in that whatever it is it's just that little bit where then the body kind of wakes up and says oh i gotta heal that you know it was kind of sleeping before oh look at that now i need to heal that and it gives your body a chance to do something it kind of fell, fell asleep at the job doing <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean you hit the nail on the head it's exactly how it works it's a, yeah. it's a micro lesion and it stimulates healing and um, normalizes inflammation which means that if there's a lack of blood flow, it will help restore normal blood flow. And if there's, you know, pathological inflammation, which is like, you know, an acute or chronic response to injury, it can help reduce that as well. This is homeostasis approach of trying to normalize um, abnormal mechanics and patterns. So um, yeah, you, you did great with it. And, it. and it's funny you mentioned that, how you forgot about the elbow. Yeah. You're so quick to normalize like pain and discomfort. And I mean, my God, you could apply that to everything, right? People that, that make poor food decisions that have like chest pain and like they feel swollen. My fingers are like sausages. It's just normal. I had a big pasta dish or I went to McDonald's and got like a 30 you know, pack of chicken nuggets and picked out and they normalize it. Like, oh, it's just from eating that food. Yeah. Like, but that's like it's like putting poison in your body and you actually feel the symptoms of poison yeah. um we normalize things until you realize like okay that isn't right or or you realize i actually feel better or you realize i changed my diet and i, I stopped feeling that way i don't have like meat sweats every time i have dinner um yeah. and i'm sleeping better and it just go on and on right yeah yeah and i mean my pain was normalized and then when they went away i forgot that i even had the pain you know, that was because I wasn't <laughs> complaining about it. So my, my life was normal again. Right, right. Yeah.
But, and I want to say this, while I was seeing you for that and getting dry needling, I also was going to acupuncture. It does not take the place of acupuncture. You know, it's a completely different modality. And so I, I want to just throw that out there too. It's, it has not, it's nothing to do with acupuncture, except that you both use needles. And that's, that's, the, that's it. It's a completely different thing. Um, and I do benefit from acupuncture and I benefit, I benefited from the dry needling. So I just had to throw that out there for all of our acupuncture friends out there. Um. <laughs> and we feel honestly that we feel the same way. Like yeah. we don't, it's not acupuncture. I'm not going to pretend that is a very, very detailed structured um, process that is very different than drugs. And, and there's definitely room in this whole healthcare industry for everybody. Um, where we're, we're not even really in the same ballpark. We're doing very different things. Yeah. And, I, and I would tell people all the time, like continue with acupuncture. We're going to do dry needling. It's different. Um, but it's, it's, it's a team, the team approach where everyone has their own certain role and you kind of stay in your lane. And if you, if you need to change lanes, you find the right people to help you and help your patients. Yep. Exactly. Bingo. Exactly. Yeah. Team approach. I love it. Yep. So where can people find you? I know we dropped your name and everything in the beginning, but tell us again, how do we find you? Where do our listeners call? You got it. So, um, the, the practice is located at one main street in Eatontown. So it's a corner of uh, 35 and 71. It's a, it's a big brick building and you can't miss our banners. We have like this front corner spot with eight foot tall or 10 foot tall windows yeah. um, going up all around with our, with our shades up and you can't miss it. Um, the, the phone number is 732-334-6741. Uh, and our website is truemotionpt.com. Right. True spelled T-R-U. T-R-U-M-O-T-I-O-N-P-T.com. You got it. Excellent. Is yeah. there anything else that uh, you'd like to share with our audience or any last minute? Anything? Sure. Yeah. I love, I love these conversations where we have like-minded people together. Um, you know, I do some, some teaching and continuing ed on the side. And it's, it's like very medical and the audience changes and panel will change sometimes. And it's like, you have to switch gears into fitting the audience but like at the at our root here i love talking wellness and i love what you guys do with with just health and nutrition and finding ways to help yourself instead of relying on ways of other people helping you right it's, it's this team approach with patients and clients with the practitioners and providers um and i really think it's it's where healthcare is going to end up i think in the sense of like being about wellness and about kind of an active lifestyle and um, everything from stress to nutrition to exercise to just getting out of this like medical and biomedical model of just you have a problem, let's take a pill. Right. Um, you're pre-diabetic, let's watch it, which means let's watch you get diabetes. Yeah. Um, instead of yeah. saying we need to really make some changes because this is the only point you can actually turn it around. And mm -hmm. these conversations just don't really happen that much. Um, and, and I love what you guys do because you stand for that change and that, that wellness approach. And it's fun to be a part of that on just my little tiny corner of, of, of healthcare too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally. 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 <laughs> what, what a pleasure to meet you and, uh, thank you for coming on. We're encourage, uh, people to take an active role in experimenting with these sorts of options that we have out there yeah. it's it's really a whole world of uh 
given half the chance our body really is very it's very robust and resilient and uh given some of these tools it can get even better yep exactly true words have not been said that's right <laughs> thank right. you so much thank you both for having me yeah thanks for listening keep the conversation going at nourishcoaches.com and stay tuned for more nourish noshes as we continue our quest to make the world a healthier place <laughs>